Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When I was in the seventh grade, this was 24, so around 12, 13 years old, my parents had just started letting me stay home alone. Usually it was only for about an hour or so at most. So when I came down with the flu that fall, I thought it would be great to just be home alone all day. Mainly so I could veg out in the living room with a flat screen and watch Jerry Springer. Mom almost instantly said no because it wasn't safe for me at that age to be home alone all day. Well, at 20 minutes and a good argument later, I convinced her not to call my grandma to come over and sit with me. I got given the commonplace, don't answer the door, and don't answer the phone, and don't let anyone know you're here alone lecture, and everyone left. In no time I gathered up my pillows and blanket, 
my cup of tea and crackers and set up camp in front of the flat screen. I then quickly dozed off watching all the trashy daytime TV I could handle. We'd had a glass ornament with these little colored bubbles in it that would sink and tell you what temperature it was. I don't know exactly what to call it other than some sort of thermometer. Anyways, it was hanging up on our front patio, and hearing it fall and shatter on the floor woke me up. I sat bolt upright and listened for a minute. I started hearing scraping on our screen door around where the doorknob was and immediately started sweating. When the screen door was finally opened, whoever was on the other side slammed into the wooden front door trying to break it down. After about two slams, I jumped up and tried to hide behind my couch, but I got stuck. My ribs up were above the couch while everything below was behind. Slam three and some wiggling and I was just stuck worse. Slam four the door flew open. I was face to face with a very large man in camo pants and jacket. We both froze for what felt like forever, but was probably about 30 seconds. Then before I could stop myself I began screaming bloody murder, which thank god it scared the guy and he took off running. When I finally got out from behind my couch, I grabbed my house phone. There were cell phones back then, but not everyone had them and called my stepdad in a panic. My stepdad hung up on me, which caused me to panic even more. I hid in my bathroom and locked the door until I heard my stepdad mom and a few other voices outside the door. When I opened it, my parents and two police officers were standing in the living room. Turns out stepdad only hung up on me to call the police. I of course explained to them what happened and answered all the questions. From what the cops told us there were a few break-ins in the area, and what they think happened is the man thought nobody was home, and that's why he tried to break in. As far as I know the police looked around the neighborhood, but never found the guy. Let me start by adding a little info for context. I am a 29 female, but often get mistaken for being much younger than I am usually people mistake me for being 13-15 years old as I have a baby face and am 5 foot 2, which I usually use to my advantage if I don't want to talk to someone. So yesterday Saturday I went to the mall to pick up a new dress since my cousin is getting married next month small ceremony at her house due to COVID. I wasn't picking anything too fancy since the wedding isn't super big or traditional, but dresses I thought would look nice still. As I picked the last of my five options and made my way to the dressing room, I was approached by a woman who asked how old I was. I told her not to worry about it and went to try things on. I picked out a dress I liked and exited the dressing room. When I returned the unwanted dresses to an employee, I was again approached by the same woman who again decided it was her business to ask how old I was. Again I told her don't worry about and continued on to find some cute shoes to match my dress. In the shoe section I was approached yet again by this woman who all of a sudden decided I was a child, and then proceeded to go on a rant about how 12 year olds shouldn't be left in the mall alone, and where is your mother? I as nicely as I could in that moment let her know I am an adult, that I was fine, and could she please leave me alone. This I guess upset her, and she reported me to a security guard as a lost child. When approached by security, I answered all his questions, and even showed my ID to prove I am an adult, and let him know she'd been bothering me. As far as I know, he told her I was an adult, and to leave me alone. The rest of the day, wherever I went in the mall, this woman followed me into every store I went to. Finally, I got annoyed enough to just leave where this woman followed me to my car where she proceeded to tell me to get into her car and she would drive me home. I let her know again that I am an adult. 
I had my own car and was going to drive myself home. I then got in my car and drove around for a good hour before going home. Dark as UV used to follow me on my runs. I have three brothers, I am the only sister in my family. All four of us were born within five years of each other. This meant that at the time my parents' messy divorce started, my mom had four teenagers at one time. Despite this, she worked ridiculously hard to keep us from homelessness or bad living environments, but we were left home alone a lot as young kids or teenagers. This wasn't really an issue all of my siblings kept tabs on each other, and I think there was a natural bond and protectiveness we developed as a result of our less-than-great home life growing up. When I was alone, I liked to run. I've always liked running. I was very fast for my age and size at the time of this event 15 years old, and the hard exercise helped me process a lot of my feelings and issues I was going through. Plus, it was a comforting, solitary activity. I was allowed to run by myself with my headphones in in our neighborhood only. I ran several miles a day for several years without ever stopping. My mom and brothers didn't worry too much because it was a pretty safe neighborhood and truly, I outran most people I knew except for a few older athletic types I was running six and a half minute miles. It was something I was proud of. In the springtime after I turned 15, something pretty scary happened to me. A black suburban began following me towards the end of my runs. At first, I thought it was just some jerk messing with me. Now, I'm not so sure. The first time I noticed it, I don't remember the specific month. I just know it was getting hot outside. No big deal, it's always hot in the summertime where I live. I went for my run like normal. At the very end of all my runs, I like to sprint as fast as I can past an imaginary, predetermined finish line. The second white mailbox, the next light post that type of thing, and I'd save just enough energy for my ending sprint. It was just something I always did. This time, when I began to sprint, I saw in my peripheral vision a big, shiny black SUV accelerating past me, almost like they were racing me. It scared me initially as the last leg of my run was generally a pretty empty street, but I chalked it up to some bored older teenager trying to race me or joke with me or something. When I crossed my imaginary finish line, they were around 30 yards ahead of me. They slammed on their brakes and just sat there. I panted, exhausted, hands on my knees, watching them. They didn't move for several minutes, so neither did I. As the minutes ticked on, I started to get this feeling that something was wrong. A lot of my friends often think I'm paranoid, but my mom has always told me to listen to my gut. My gut was saying I should abort mission get out. I jogged off into some nearby trees where some undeveloped land was between two neighborhoods, crouched down, and waited. The SUV drove past again on the other side in the opposite direction, slowly, and eventually drove off. I went home and said nothing to my brothers. I didn't want to stop running. The second and third times I saw it, it crept up behind me and trailed me about 15-20 yards back, just far enough so that I could feel it there and could see it over my shoulder, but couldn't read the plates. I did notice that the windows were heavily tinted and couldn't make out any silhouette in the driver's seat. Both times I would pick up my speed a bit, and it would too. I would end up sprinting as fast as I could by the end, terrified. The third time I saw it, I even jumped into someone's yard over a fence to lose them. I ended up overexerting myself and throwing up. Or maybe it was the fear. Luckily, nobody was home in the yard I jumped into and there were no dogs. After the third time, I told my oldest brother that I felt like someone was following me in a black car, 
but I wasn't sure and couldn't see them very well. Both times I had had a terrible gut feeling about the car. My adrenaline would kick in, my heart would pound, and I felt cold and alert to its presence. A week later, it happened a fourth time, but this time I was jogging, had my music up, and it pulled up right behind me and honked their horn loudly. I barely turned to see what it was before the driver's side door opened. I took off. Behind me, a man's voice angrily, Hey. Hey. I heard the door slam a few seconds later and the engine rev. They were chasing me. I criticized myself later for not getting the plate number, but as soon as I saw it so close behind me, I didn't think I just ran. I still had about 50 yards to go before I could dart off onto a path behind my own neighborhood. I was sure it was too narrow for them to follow me. I was booking it as fast as I could. I am certain I still have never run this fast in my life. They would speed up and get right next to me, then fall behind a few yards again. I didn't look over, just ran. About 20 yards from the escape path, I see someone walking towards me on the sidewalk. He was tall, but not particularly large. My oldest brother. Pause. My brother has some anger issues. He isn't a hothead, and that's what makes it scary. It's a cold, resolved anger. Despite his lanky appearance, he has an anger that I swear other people can feel in the room with him. No one ever really messed with him growing up. The dude was straight scary when he was mad. He must have seen my face, and then the car. He picked up a sizable rock from the ground and started sprinting towards me too, and he was screaming as loud as he can and cursing. Right as I feel the SUV pulling up behind me, my brother stops and catapults this rock as hard as he can into their windshield with his arm. Crack. I reach him, gasping for air, and crumple on the sidewalk behind him. I am trembling in the hands. He's still headed straight for the driver's side now that the car has stopped, and he looks livid. Their windshield's upper right corner has a sizable crack across it. I have no doubt my brother is about to pull someone from their car and straight up kill them, and I'm thinking about him getting sued for property damage and arrested for murder. My mind is racing. As my brother stalks towards them, they suddenly peel out. He sprints after them a ways, but obviously, they lose him quickly in their vehicle. We never saw it again. I didn't run for four months after that before I slowly resumed without headphones. I still run today as an adult, but am always on high alert for suspicious cars. I have never told my mother who I know would have freaked. Maybe I should have. I don't know why my brother came looking for me at the end of my run that day, but I am so glad he did. To this day, he says he doesn't know why either, just says, I don't know, I just thought I should go check on you. I was around 12 when this happened. It was a Saturday morning and my parents were going out of town for the weekend. They left my older brother to babysit, but as soon as they left, he did too. Great brother, I know. So I'm sitting in the living room watching TV when the doorbell rings. Instead of looking through the people like a normal person, I fling open the door eager for company. I thought it would be my neighbor, not two middle-aged men looking down at me. Are your parents home? I don't even hesitate when I tell them. No, they're actually out of town for the weekend. Holy shit, if I could slap a child I would go back and slap myself silly. They exchange glances and the older looking man says, Well, I'm your landlord and we need to come inside to check a few things out. That's when I realize how much trouble I'm in. I know my landlord, he's a friend of the family, and he is not either of the men standing in front of me. Thank God for quick thinking because I tell them. 
Yes, but I need to grab something first. And before they could reply, I shut the door and deadbolt it. I run to the kitchen, grab the phone and dial my mom's number. I remember thinking, please pick up, please pick up, please pick up. She does and the second I hear her voice, I break down sobbing. There's two guys at the front door and they want to come in. One said he's the landlord, but it's not Mario and I'm scared. Come home now. Then I hear pounding on the window. My mom hears it too because the next thing she tells me is, Dad is on the phone with the police and I need you to tell them that. Shout it at the top of your lungs that the cops are on their way. They know you are home alone and they need to know you won't be for long. I'll be there in 20 minutes. My parents are an hour away and how they made it home as fast as they did, I'll never know. But through my tears, I yell as loud as I can. The cops are on their way. Hey, we weren't going to hurt you. No need to cry. It's okay, we'll leave. Then silence. It seemed like a lifetime, but was no less than ten minutes when the police arrived. I will always remember the female officer who spoke with me. She calmed me down and applauded my quick thinking on shutting the door. She told me to never open the front door again unless it was someone I knew, and even then not to do it if I was home alone, which I wasn't for a very long time after that. My parents pulled into the driveway like a bat out of hell, and my mom hugged me tighter than she ever had before. I was crying, she was crying. I got a lecture on opening the door for strangers, and how lucky I was to be alive and my brother got yelled at and grounded. Not that he cared much, he moved out shortly after. The cops took a report and surveilled the area for the two men, but never found them. I learned my lesson that day. I have no idea who they were or what their intentions were, and I don't care to ever find out. Creep at my front door. Yesterday I got home from lunch with my aunt. I invited her in for a cup of tea, and I'm thankful she agreed to come in. We were sitting down chatting while I was nursing my baby, and then the doorbell rang. I assumed it was the postman cause no one ever called during the day so I went to answer it, and there was a man standing at the door. I live in a housing estate with 50 other houses, and I know most of my neighbors pretty well, and I didn't recognize the man the conversation goes. Me, hello. Him, hi I was wondering if I could use your bathroom. Me, um, no sorry I have a small baby in the house, and with a whole COVID and me not knowing UID rather not leave a stranger in my home. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Home. Him. Sticks his foot in between the door and the frame to stop me from closing the door, please. I'm bursting ill only be one minute. My house as I started before in a housing estate is number 36 out of 50 being nearly in the middle of the estate. So why he decided to ring my doorbell instead of any other doorbell was weird especially as my partner had the car and my aunt had walked so there was no car outside to even say anyone was actually home. Me. No, I'm sorry I don't feel comfortable, but there is a garage with public bathrooms a five-minute walk that way. I smile at him and point him in the direction of the garage, but he doesn't seem to budge. 
Just then my aunt appeared in the doorway and asked if everything was okay. He glanced up at her and removes his foot from the doorway. I restate the public toilet garage and close the door and lock it behind me. I watch out the window to see where he goes next, and he doesn't to towards the garage or try any other house. It feels like he targeted my house intentionally. My partner works five days a week, and I'm home alone with the baby most of the day every day except for after I collect my oldest child from school at three and bring her home. My aunt went home shortly after, and I locked the door behind her nervous. A few minutes later she rings me to tell me she was driving out of my estate and saw the man sitting on a wall down by the exit of the estate. She asked me did I want her to come back, but surely he wouldn't come home. I brought my son up for a nap, and when he was down I was sorting through my laundry when I hear the doorbell ring again, I look out the window and see the man is back. This time I'm really frightened and ring my partner who tells me he's on the way. He only works around the corner from our house, so he's home in less than ten minutes. When he gets home he saw someone walk swiftly out of our garden and down the street. To freaked out to stay home after that I wake my son and my partner brings us to my mam's house. Today I'm home with just my son again, and I'm so paranoid I have every single door and window locked. And I'm petrified to hear the doorbell ring or leave the house in case the creep comes back. Edit. Just in case of confusion my aunt had walked there, but her husband had collected her to bring her home. But when she offered to come back I declined because I didn't feel in danger till he came back the second time. We are in Ireland so we don't have gun permits or anything like that. I do have an alarm system, but until today it was never used as we never felt we needed to. I certainly do now. Large scary man alone in the woods at night. This happened around 10 years ago, give or take about a year. Just found out about this subreddit and thought it was worth posting. My friend Craig and I made plans to go hang out with our friend Jeremy and his new girlfriend. Neither of us had to work the next day, so we grabbed some beers and made our way to Jeremy's mom's apartment complex, where Jer was temporarily staying. When we got there, we went out into the woods behind the apartment complex to drink. This wasn't just a little patch of trees, but a good-sized patch of forest. For context, this was in New York State. It was a nice fall day, late afternoon, and the sun was still out. We finished the beers and decided to go get more so we go to the store and get some more beer, head back to the apartments and enter the woods. This was autumn, and the light outside was right at that stage where it starts to very quickly fade. We underestimated how dark it would be once we were in the woods, and how fast the light was fading away. We planned on making a fire, but didn't really count on it being so dark when we got back. So we're walking into this sort of clearing area, from where we can choose to head off in a few different directions. We're having a good time, laughing, talking, but something not too far in the distance catches my eye. It's too dark to tell, but I swear I can see a very large figure. No. That's too big, it's probably a tree or just your eyes messing with you. So as Jeremy is gabbing in the background, I ask Craig as an aside if he can see something standing up ahead. And he's like, nah, where? Oh wait there. Oh shit, we were still walking. And it was becoming clear I wasn't seeing things, there was a very large person standing in the forest up ahead, apparently facing us. So I try to get Jeremy's attention without cluing the big guy in that we've noticed him, just in case something sketchy is going on. Which I get the serious feeling there is. We tell Jeremy there's a person up ahead, but Jeremy is in a jovial no-chill state, and he exclaims, 
Holy shit, is that Bigfoot? We humor him and laugh, but it's clear to Craig and I that this is actually creepy and probably not a safe situation, and it's clear that Jeremy is not understanding that. It's hard to communicate the pacing of our approach onto the guy, but essentially we had gotten too close not to acknowledge him partially because it took us a moment to get Jeremy's attention, and partially because we weren't trying to just turn around and run like we were scared there were four of us and one of him after all. But this was a big guy. Not supernaturally big or anything, and not like he was jacked or anything like that. Just a naturally gigantic dude very tall and heavy without being particularly fat. And he was just... standing there. In the middle of the forest. In the dark. Alone. So as we approach this guy and just sort of say hello, Jeremy the absolute fool that he was gets way too close into this guy's personal space as he enthusiastically tells him about how scary he looks standing in the woods alone. We thought you were an alien or something, bro. I thought you were gonna jump up and blog. Jeremy mimes an extra set of teeth coming out of his mouth like a Zenmorph from the Alien vs. Predator movies, all up in this guy's face. To be clear, Jeremy is not trying to be intimidating or a jerk in any way he is trying to be friendly and joking around with this guy. But he is literally leaning into this dude and practically sticking his hands in his face with his impression of an alien. Did I mention Jeremy was kind of a moron? Jeremy was kind of a moron. Love you Jeremy, you were kind of a moron. And Jeremy's poor girlfriend who was a few years younger than us and very shy, was clearly terrified to which Jer was also oblivious. So Craig and I are both standing here kind of trying to brainstorm a way out of this situation. Jeremy is clearly too dense to get it if we say that we have to go. He'd be like, what? We just got here, aren't we having a fire? And we were trying to seem confident and in control of the situation. Big guy says, oh, you guys are drinking. I got some drinks too. And he walks over to the tree line where he has a bag laying beside a tree. He reaches in the bag, and while he grabs a beer with one hand, he sort of sneakily pulls something else out with his other hand and places it into his hoodie pocket. I'm convinced it was a knife or a gun. Probably a knife, in all honesty. He then reapproaches us and cracks open his beer. I glance around casually, and then I notice something else. Somebody else is out here. There's someone moving along the tree line to our left. A relatively good distance away, but somebody else is here and they're circling around as if to come up behind us. F. This. I need to leave now. So I go. Well, I gotta work in the morning, and Craig's driving me home, so we gotta get out of here. Jeremy in his infinite wisdom responds, What? You said you didn't have to work tomorrow. I facepalm so hard on the inside. No, Jeremy. You must have misheard me. I said I do have to work tomorrow. And Jeremy, proving there is no end to his wisdom, says, All right. Guys, well, it was nice hanging with you. Get home safe. He wasn't leaving the woods with us. Craig and I started walking away, and I told him about the other person circling to get behind us, and that we needed to move. We start trying to brainstorm a way to get Jeremy and his girlfriend out of there, and decide to call him and tell him that his mom was out in the parking lot looking for him. Jeremy is terrified of his mom, Craig explains to me, and this should work because we clearly couldn't just call him and tell him the situation was not safe without him blurting out, this guy isn't sketchy, I feel totally safe. Jeremy was very mad at us for lying about his mom. I think his girlfriend appreciated it, though. I'm not sure what was going on there that night. I've talked to several people about it over the years, and there are a few different ideas. 
Did they know we were coming back? Were they waiting for us? Or did we stumble into something we weren't meant to? Almost everyone I tell about this says, you guys just accidentally interrupted a drug deal, but something about that just doesn't seem right. Who does a drug deal in the middle of the woods at night? I don't know. Very possibly just a homeless dude with no ill intention, and another homeless dude with no ill intention. But it was a very creepy and scary situation, and I just thought I would share. Vulnerable girls had protective dog drugged prior to break-in. A co-worker friend worked night shift with me while her teenage daughter was home alone, except for her best friend friend spending the night. They had a huge, ferocious, fiercely protective German Shepherd. Late at night several males were at multiple entry points around the house attempting to break in. The girls were scared. The daughter called her mom at work, who sent the police as well as her brothers that were staying at friends close by. Everyone converged on the house and the culprits ran away. My friend's dog surprisingly did not go on the attack. They noticed he seemed out of it and, and was staggering. They later found several pieces of meat tainted with sedatives in the yard. These people trying to break in had planned ahead by drugging the dog to ensure he was out of the way. I'm a 26-year-old man. Earlier today when I was home alone, I had a rather creepy encounter. I got a knock on the door when I was upstairs. The knock was unusually quiet, and I wondered who it could be. So I went downstairs in the family room to check. I peeked through the set of blinds next to the front door, and it was a Hispanic rugged-looking man with a mustache. He looked like he was in his forties, and he also had a huge frown on his face. I didn't feel comfortable opening the door, so I ignored him. Then I turned around, went to the bottom of the stairwell leading to upstairs, and I stared at the door as I waited for the silhouette of the man to disappear. However, he continued knocking a few times. After another about thirty more seconds he stopped. The creepiest part, right before the man left, he walked over to the blinds next to the front door and just stood there, like he was trying to see inside the house. This is what made my heart start pounding then, he finally left. I don't know who the guy was, but everything was telling me to not open the door. When I'm home alone, I'm not opening the door for anyone unless it's someone I know, or unless the person at the door is someone who needs me to sign a package such as without service. Also, I usually don't get unsettled by strangers knocking at the door, but something about this guy just seemed… off. Would you have opened the door? My heart hasn't stopped racing. This just happened, and I still don't even feel safe locked inside my home. I was outside with my puppy for about an hour. She kept getting distracted by a bunny, so I walked around the apartment complex a few times, trying to get her to poop. As I'm waiting for her to hopefully poop because it's past midnight, one of the neighbors starts walking up to me. She's barking at him, and he doesn't stop trying to approach. I yell out that he shouldn't come up to me in the middle of the night, and he only responds with a hey there, and still comes closer. I tell him to leave me the hell alone, and he asks if my dog will bite, to which I lie and say yes and to get lost. Even when I quickly walked away, taking the longer way to loop around my apartment because I need to put as much distance between him and me, he stood where I was moments ago, watching me. I looked back every few seconds, and he was still watching me. This isn't the first weird encounter with him. He's tried to approach me before while I was with my sister, and then my father. 
However, this is the first time I was alone in the middle of the night. I am almost blind. I have only 2% of my vision. I guess that's important for the story. I was waiting at a bar for my then-boyfriend Dean, who wanted to pick me up because my way home was through a forest, and he didn't want me to trip or stumble walking home in the dark. Time went by, and around half an hour had passed, and he still wasn't there. I started to feel angry because I thought he had forgotten me, when suddenly a group of five or six really drunk middle-aged men came out of the restaurant next to me. The place was only twenty minutes from where I lived, but it was a steep path through a forest and next to an old cathedral with an even older cemetery in the middle of nowhere. I hated that way, even without real dangers. My eyes were fogged with tears at that point, and in my dumb teenage state, I was busy with my phone screen reader, typing a really angry message when I suddenly felt a hand on my neck and the breath of a strong guy in my face. Up until today, my memory of what happened next is bloody. I do remember them pushing me around a little and saying obscene things until I told them to back off and started screaming at them. They just walked away. I still don't know to this day why I was so dumb that night. I wasn't drunk at all, but I was so angry at my boyfriend and annoyed by those guys that I simply decided to go home by myself. So there I was, standing outside of this restaurant or park, deciding to head home with my extreme visual disability. As I headed home, I was still busy with my phone and actually listening to the things the screen reader read to me while I was walking. After about 10 meters from where the forest path started, my battery died. That was when I finally heard laughter behind me. I didn't even have to turn around to know who it was at this point. Finally, panic hit me as they were yelling at me to stop so we could have a little fun. But it came to me that my only option, on quite honestly a lonely road where I was walking, was to run home as fast as I could through pitch black oats, but I just couldn't find the path where I had to go. I had missed the path with my cane, and now I couldn't go back because the men were already there. I was on the verge of a huge panic attack when a single car came down the road and stopped next to me. The passenger door flew open, and a young man's voice told me that he had seen the men following me and offered to take me home. For a second, I thought about being alone in a car with a stranger, maybe being worse than the situation I was already in. But then I thought, oh well, it can't get worse than this, and I accepted the offer, almost crying and shaking with fear. Long story short, the nice guy drove me home, and to this day, I'm scared of going out alone in the dark. Luckily, I don't have to anymore because of the most awesome guide dog in the world.